the Team Builder Playbook, bite-sized, honest, and practical tips and strategies for building and scaling your team as a startup entrepreneur. Hey there, it's Lisa Kostova with the Team Builder Playbook. I can't believe it's almost the new year and it's almost the new decade. This has been such a wild ride for me. I don't know about you, but 2019 for me went in a complete flash. And part of what was really exciting about um, this year is that I started building my coaching business. And as part of that, I discovered a few strategies, or actually, better to say, I rediscovered an old strategy that I had used successfully when building teams in Silicon Valley. When I was building product and product design teams, what I would often do is mm, interview a lot of candidates. And when the candidates would pass the first round, the face-to-face interviews, usually with um, everybody who was interfacing with product, we would have them do a project. Uh, We would give them normally between 24 and 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours, to turn it around. And we would give them an assignment that would test their creativity, but also the way that they thought and how they would interact with us and how they would interface with us. So part of the assignment would be to create a mock-up or a prototype or a design of some sort. But what we wouldn't tell the candidates at the time was that we would be also evaluating how they would interface with us throughout that time window. So I would be looking for things like, are they asking questions? I would be looking for, are they communicating and and digging deeper and playing in a collaborative way with myself and with the rest of the team? So the instructions by design would be quite limited and quite focused on just just the essentials. This served as an amazing way to test a 360 or get a 360 view of how the candidates would actually work with you um, when they were on your team. And this would be a test of, imagine they were working from home for a day or two and how would that work out? So I felt, you know, when I started building my own coaching business, I felt that this uh, approach would probably be either too heavy handed or I wouldn't have time for that. And I did not know how I would recreate it with uh, people I was talking to about bringing them on board, um, like an assistant or some contract designers or technical people. Until until I enrolled in a 30-day challenge by Russell Brunson. So those of you guys who may know Russell, he is the founder of ClickFunnels, which is an amazing templating company that basically throws up web pages and landing pages for you without having to design them from scratch yourself or with your engineer and designer. Super, super nifty. Once you figure out how to use it, it's really easy to put landing pages and funnels together. And I'm a big fan. And earlier this year, I was learning how to use it. And I saw a 30-day challenge that his company was putting up. And if you guys know Russell, he's definitely the head of a movement. Somebody who is really passionate about his product 
and not only passionate about the product, but really creating an evergreen, um, self-improving cycle of of learning. Uh, he really draws a lot from his community. He gives back to the community. He engages the community and the creative process. So I signed up for the 30-day challenge thinking I would only get out maybe some knowledge on how to work, how to actually make ClickFunnels work for me. I had had some false starts earlier in the year when I literally couldn't uh, get a web page to redirect to ClickFunnels and my webinar landing page was not working. I had given up on it and this was an opportunity for me to get back into the flow of things and learn how to make ClickFunnels work. But what was really surprising to me is that on top of learning how to work the product, I actually learned a ton about being resourceful with a very small with a very small company or being a solopreneur. Um, and the biggest thing I took away was actually something completely unrelated to ClickFunnels and completely unrelated to landing pages. And that was an approach that Russell's right hand man revealed to us in a Facebook live. And he actually talked about a whole story of how he ended up hiring their Facebook ads person through this process um, and ended up having an amazing kick-ass person who would be extremely efficient and deliver great ROI return on investment on their on their Facebook ads. So he he described it as a as a paid trial. And in essence, it was very similar to what I had been doing in tech. And here's what he did. So he said, okay, I wanted a Facebook ads manager. I wanted somebody who really understood Facebook ads and not only understood them and could do them well, but was obsessed with Facebook ads. So he went looking in forums and in groups of where people were discussing Facebook ads and how to make them work. And he really uh, was looking for who are the most engaged people who are providing lots of advice. If there's a tricky question that comes up, who does the community refer them to? And he found a few people who were quite active. And then he posted, I believe, you know, after a few contributions, you know, you don't want to just go on a forum and immediately start advertising or recruiting. It's not good bedside manners. You first contribute and you become part of the community. So he did that. And then he posted a few posts saying, hey, I'm looking for... I'm looking for somebody who would do Facebook ads for me and my company. You know what? I actually don't think this was for Russell's ClickFunnels company. It may have been for his own startup before he joined Russell. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point being is that after posting that he was looking for a couple of Facebook ads people, he personally also invited the ones that he had seen being active And he had a few candidates lined up. I think it was three or four people. Next, what he did was he said, I'm going to pay you $500 each to run some ads for me. And I'm going to do it over this week. And I'm going to evaluate how each one of you does. And I believe he interviewed them ahead of time. He may have had a very short interview 
and then he just put them on paid trial. And this is what was really interesting for me to hear. And I experienced the same exact thing when I repeated the process for my own virtual assistant interview. That is a few people, uh, in his case, one, and in my case, one person as well, dropped out right in the beginning of that pay trial, even though they were invited and even though they were going to be paid for their time and effort. There's something psychological that happens, I believe, that really weeds out people who can't handle competition, who can't handle um, their results or their work speaking for them and who are just used to, yeah, who are just entitled. So he had somebody drop out of that and he started the trial with two people. And he said that immediately there was a huge difference between the two individuals. One was a type of person who came to him with all kinds of questions. He came to him asking, Uh, hey, how should I set this up? How would you like to set it up? Would you like to target this demographic or target that demographic? And he said, look, you know, that is your job. (laughs) You get to decide, you know, my business, you know what I'm selling, you get to decide how to set it up. I'm interested in the results. I'm interested in how your ads perform. The other person on the contrary was very, independent, self-sufficient, and they just would ask questions that were related to the product or more clarification questions around, uh, you know, what, what, um, who the product was targeted to and not so much about the actual Facebook ad setup. So that was great to hear because it totally made sense. And I had seen that same process happen anytime I would give an assignment to a product manager or a designer back in my tech days about building a prototype. I remember one time we had somebody who was who completely didn't communicate and totally mis- misunderstood the question and came up with something that was not even addressing what we asked them to produce. We had somebody else who um kind of bowed out of the process. It was too much work for them, really, and that proved that they weren't interested or they weren't committed to the job or the opportunity. We also had amazing people who were great, who were on on the ball, and I've learned, I've had instances where I've learned so much from candidates, the way that they've approached the problem, the way that they've set it up, and it has been a great way for me as a product person to just get fresh perspectives and fresh ways of looking at things. And I see that, I see that repeating again when I use this process for my own recruiting for my coaching company. So let me tell you what I did after I heard that example from Russell's company, a light went off in my brain and I said, okay. I'm going to incorporate a pay trial in my own recruiting of a virtual assistant. And I did that. And I described that completely fully in the How to Hire Your Virtual Assistant playbook, which is on my website. You guys can download it for free. I put it, I put everything in it, starting from the job description, how I went about it, what the first round of interviews looked like. Every single question I asked during the first round interview, 
and I walk you step by step how you can post a job description, where to find the candidates, and how you can get over a dozen candidates that you want to interview in less than 24 hours, and how to then hire your ideal VA in about two weeks. And of that two weeks, one week is the paid trial. And I walk you exactly how to set it up and how to select the winners from the first round of interviews and into the paid trial. And I think I'm going to do another episode on specifics around that, if that's helpful. I'm just going to break down individual components. I just want to tell you guys how excited I am about this like paid trial. It sounds... It sounds like it costs a lot of money because you're paying three or four people for a week's worth of work, but it's not that much, especially compared to the possible risk you'd be taking by hiring somebody based on interviews. And even reference calls are not sufficient. Like if I had the choice between hiring somebody based off of lots of interviews and a few reference calls and and one interview and a pay trial, I would every day choose the one interview and a pay trial. Because, you know, I've been on the other end of reference calls. When I give reference calls, I always try to be positive. I always try to be, to give the person both, you know, the pros and cons of hiring somebody. But I would never go out and kind of say, oh, you know, that sucked, or this didn't work out, or that was not a fit. I would be very diplomatic, and I would look for the best in that person, and would be supportive while kind of hinting or alluding to some of the areas of growth or improvement that they need. So knowing that, I personally would always put my money on one interview, and in my case, when I hired my VA, I had about 13 or 14 interviews, each of them was not longer than 20, 25 minutes tops. So I was able to go through all of them in the matter of just a few hours, half a day probably in total of interviewing. And then what I did was I invited four people to do a paid trial. And the same thing happened as in the case of Russell Brunson's company, one person dropped out because they weren't comfortable with the competition. They wanted just to be invited to work as a virtual assistant. They didn't want to prove themselves. And three were fully in. And that was that was a fun, fun trial. The other part that you should be aware of is that it will take focused intention and focused effort on your part to run that trial. You know, you set it up, you give them access to some of your systems or content or assets. Then you ask them to, you actually have to be thoughtful about asking them to produce a project. So you put, you do put a, a quite a bit of effort into setting up the paid trial, but that allows you to clarify what you're looking for. And the same thing as I did in my days of building tech teams, I would be looking out for how they communicate. So I would give them a certain set of instructions and I would let them know in advance that, look, this is not possible to achieve (laughs) in the amount of time I give you. I would normally ask them to spend no more than five hours. So I would pay them for five hours of their time during a week. And I would give them a ton of stuff, transcribing a video I've had and 
posting that as an email or uh, preparing an email copy and some social media posts. I had them, I believe, do a couple of other projects, look for possible speakers for my show. I gave them a show concept that I was considering at the time for list building. I had them tell me who they would reach out to, how they would find their contact information, what they would pitch. So I I also had them look at some follow-ups with clients and I had them interact with the technical contractor I was employing at the time. So all of that was too much work for them to do over the course of five hours. But what was beautiful was that I saw how they would interface with me and what they would choose to focus on and how they would go about presenting their work to me. And the secret was that I wasn't really looking at the output of their work. I knew that none of them would straight off the bat give me work that I would use without my own finishing touches, without my own edits, without my own modification of it. They just didn't have that much knowledge of me, didn't know my style or my way of speaking or writing. But what I did look at a lot and what I paid attention to is how they communicated with me, what questions they asked, their attitude and their uh, desire to interface with me, to let me know what was going on, what they were doing. So I was looking really for over-communication and that was a beautiful way to test it. Because also during that trial week, I had gone back home to Bulgaria to visit my mom. And so that added an additional layer of complexity because all of a sudden we went from me being just a few hours away in terms of time difference with the candidates to me being more like seven, eight hours away for part of the trial. So all that was beautiful and it really gave me a real life test scenario, a real life way of looking at how people would work with me. And I could get a, a beautiful taste and a beautiful sample of how they, how available they would be, how responsive they would be, how communicative they would be. And that for me was very, very important as well as their attitude and general way of being. So in summary, I'm a huge fan of Pay trials, again, I highly, highly advocate that you try that out. I'll have another episode when I talk about how I modify that for working with designers and getting some very critical designs done for your business. Design is one of those disciplines that are, and and parts of engineering as well, that are getting disintermediated by the availability of a lot of talent in emerging countries and also platforms, platforms that not only put you in touch with designers, but also enable you to run design trials or contests. I'm a huge fan of design contests. I've used them to design my logo, to design the podcast cover, and it's again the same principle of paid trial. And what I've also used them is as funnels for putting me in touch and building my own Rolodex of talented designers that I've then gone out and reached out directly and contracted with them for additional designs for my company. That's one of the secret strategies and secret tactics that I have found to be 
most valuable in building teams, saving you a lot of time on the front end and a lot of effort and cost of hiring the wrong person, of hiring somebody who, you know, you just took at face value or you believed the reference calls and you didn't really spend a whole lot of time with. It really comes down to hiring slow and firing fast. We'll talk about firing in another episode, but the hiring slow is so, so important. Just being mindful and looking at enough candidates, really starting with this two-step approach where the first approach is like interviewing, speed interviewing, speed dating, a ton, a ton of people, and then really selecting the three or four that you're going to spend most of your time vetting and interviewing in the paid trial phase. Let me know what you guys think of this approach. I would love to hear stories of how you've done trials, paid trials, or assignments for your own interviews and your own hiring. Let me know. I'd love to hear those stories and feature you on the show. I would also really love for you guys to subscribe to the show. This is the first uh, few weeks after launch. And from what I understand, it is the most critical for giving the podcast a solid foundation and having it reach as many people as it can help. My mission is to be of help and support to entrepreneurs to really build out kick-ass teams, especially their first one, two, three hires. Those are so, so important and I'm passionate about enabling every single entrepreneur to be an amazing, amazing team builder. I love you guys. I will see you in the next episode.